Hello, all my lovelies! It has been quite some time, and I want to apologize, because I have been very, very busy with my books, and totally forgot that this podcast even existed. I had so forgotten about you guys, and I am so, so sorry. I keep forgetting about you guys, because I'm balancing my podcast life with my work life, and that's not easy to do. So, with that said... We will go ahead and get the podcast underway. I have a lot to talk about, so here we go. So, as a lot of you are aware, the first thing I want to cover off my chest is the lack of sponsorships. All I had was Anchor to cover my back when it came to sponsorships, and... I now don't have any sponsorships anymore. So this podcast is now hitting the tank harder than it should. And I'm not happy about this. I was hoping it would go well and it was going well. And then once the sponsorship stopped, it started to tank down and started to fall apart. And now that hurts. (laughs) It really hurts. Uh, so please support me any way you possibly can. Get the word out about this show. Get the to your friends, family, anyone that likes Paw Patrol. And it would be awesome to hear back from them and to uh, hopefully, hopefully get boots off the ground again with this episode. Because uh, this podcast needs your support more than anything now. Because it is now, uh, financially wise, it is crashing and burning. And uh, I, as the host, am asking for your help. So please, please, please get the word out about this podcast and make it as popular as you possibly can because the numbers do count against the support for this show. I hate to say it like that because I am not a numbers man. (laughs) I, I am really, really, really not a numbers man, but this podcast relies on numbers. So please, please, please get as many fans on this on board with this show as you possibly can. Now, today's topic... It's uh, very unique. We are going to be discussing the Paw Patrol movie. Yes, the one that has just recently came out, I believe, yesterday on August 20th. I saw the movie myself, and I will say it is really, really good. I'm going to point out some bad points in the movie, though, because, of course, I hate to point out bad points. But if you're going to give a honest movie review, you have to be overcritical on some things. Now, first and foremost, of course, it is a kid's movie, so those of you expecting it to be like us, those that are part of the older generation like myself, expecting it to be good, good in your eyes, and you're mad that it was a kid's movie, I will hit, hit the pinpoint now. It is a kid's movie. So you're going to expect it to be corny, goofy, heartwarming, and the movie was all of that. It was all of the sort. However... There is one thing I could not stand, and that was Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Well, Kim Kardashian originally started as an internet star, and I'm not really much of a fan of Kim Kardashian. And you can kind of tell in a lot of ways her acting was horrible. Like, it, it, it... I remember the role that she played in the movie very, very well, but mind you, her acting role could have been 10 times better than what it was. Like, 
like what I mean by that is she could have portrayed her role 10 times better than the way she portrayed her role. I am disgusted by the way she portrayed her role. No offense. And if she's listening to this, I'm sorry, but uh, no offense, but everyone, everyone's entitled to, to their own opinion. But there are a lot of fans out there. A lot of older fans like myself that were in a way disgusted by the way she played her role. I understand. Yeah. It's a side role. It was a side role in the movie, but you still need to do equally as good on a side role as you would a main role. You need to treat it like a main role. That, that's that's how I see it. Treat your side role as a main role. You know, because everyone plays their part in a movie. And if you're not willing to put forth the effort into actually acting or into some real acting, then why are you a part of the project? And, and that's what made me. I personally hate to say it, but I think she needs to be fired from the business after the way she acted her role. It was like she was reading. It almost felt as if she was reading her line or lines for this side character in the beginning of the movie with Chase, where it was. It felt as if she was reading it like a robot. Yeah, that's how. That's how bland it felt. It was like it's like she had a piece of paper or an index card in her hand. I have index cards over here by me. Speaking of index cards, that's what I'm using for the show notes today. She, it was as if she was reading them off an index card like um, like a robot. Kind of uh, kind of like this. Talk about Paw Patrol movie. Talk about this, that, or the other in your, in your podcast show today. Talk about this on the side note. Talk about that. Talk about this. Talk about this, 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 this. Yes, I got a lot on this list, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what it felt like just an emotionless robot. And I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure a lot of you kiddos that are listening to this podcast, I'm sure a lot of you don't really understand how acting really works, but acting, you're supposed to put feeling acting is an art. Just like my novels, acting is an art. It's an art style. You're portraying art through your movements through your gestures and through your words using your mouth to speak through your gest through your hand gestures body motions what have you you're portraying a role that is portraying an art piece therefore it's like it, it, it kind of work it's different from writing writing it, people are like oh writing's just words on a page no it's not writing is basically taking words and painting images in readers heads that's what you're doing when you're writing a book. You're taking your words and you're crafting a unique piece of art for your readers. You're crafting an and basically inventive imagination for your readers. And a lot of people come to me and it's like, like, like I just asked, they're like, isn't reading, isn't reading just words on a page? Writing's just words on a page? Not necessarily. You may, there are some people in the world that look at it like that. But writing is like painting a picture in your reader's mind. You want to paint the picture in their mind. That's why there's a lot of writers out there that are overly descriptive. It's because we want you to see that picture. We want you to see what we see in the story. You know? Speaking of story, I did not 
I did not uh, am not going to be doing a a part two of the of the read aloud just yet because I want people to have time to actually buy the book before they hear it before they hear the rest of it. Speaking of that, on August twenty fourth, which is this coming Tuesday. Uh, the book 2105 Benediction will be released. So don't forget to check that out. And don't forget to uh, put in your order as soon as possible if you want to be a part of the if you want to be a part of the Bader Readers team. So uh, speaking of that, we will go ahead and move on to the next topic, which is finishing up the movie. <laughs> Alrighty, so what are what are my thoughts about the story of the movie. Now, to those of you that haven't watched, please steer clear from this, from this part of the podcast. To those of you that have yet to see it, because this is a spoiler alert. I don't know how to make a spoiler alert sound, but this is a spoiler alert. So I'm just giving you guys a verbal warning now. If you do not want to hear any spoilers, please steer clear of this section of the podcast and skip over to the final section of the podcast. But anyway, we will now go ahead and get into the story, what the movie was about, and then we will proceed over to my thoughts on the movie. Now, my thought that now last year we talked about the release of the movie and how I felt about the actors portraying in the movie. Now we're going to talk about what the movie actually was now that we have said movie. I remember talking about this last year. Uh, this was way back. I think this is like season one and this is literally almost the end of season two. One episode left of season two. Woo. So, which will be by the way, the final read aloud of 2105 benediction, but enough said moving on. So the story behind the Paw Patrol movie that Paramount has released is it was about Humdinger becoming mayor in adventure city and uh, everything breaking loose, like crimes going, like things going on a crime spree, and of course Liberty becoming a part of the Paw Patrol herself. Basically, she becomes the new pup in the entire in the entire movie. Like I think, I think a little more towards the end of the movie. But uh, basically, Humdinger becomes mayor, and then he tries to do all this all this ridiculous stuff to try to keep his place as mayor in Adventure City. He starts laying down anarchy rules and allowing people to do whatever they want in a lot of ways. And it creates chaos, pandemonium, and uh, a nightmare in Adventure City. On top of this, we have Chase's story when he is, you know, he's out as a stray. He doesn't know what's going on in the world. And. Right and Ryder literally just explained to him why he was adopted by Ryder, and it was because he saw a hero in Chase that wouldn't give up, because Chase was feeling down after messing up a few times in Adventure City on a couple of his missions. I'm not going to give too much spoilers, but I'm going to be giving quite a bit of spoilers. Towards the end of the movie, Chase ends up finding a sense of self and self-worth, and basically begins to prove himself to the Paw Patrol. Uh, proves his own, proves what he's worth, uh, basically proves his backbone, proves that he can be an anchor on the team, and he turns out to be later on. 
And if you watch the show, you get more of an in-thesis detail about it. The movie didn't really give too much of a detail. It gave a lot more story background on Chase because nobody really knew where Chase came from. So I like the idea that the movie gave this background story on Chase, telling us this is where he came from, this is what he started as. And it was really, really sad when... uh, I think it was like more towards the beginning of the movie when when we saw at the very beginning when we saw him be abandoned by his family. It was super super sad. Uh, I I almost cried at that part. <laughs> I really did. I almost cried at that part. Poor poor guy. But he was he was sadly abandoned, and it, it was and it was basically all the dogs were getting locked up in Adventure City like prisoners. They had no more freedom. They couldn't do anything, and it was because. Humdinger was more of a cat person. And this is where it gets a little a little bit cliche because cats and dogs are to, in the real world are just pets and this is why and why is it cliche because a lot because this is the these I think through the series the entire Paw Patrol series you got kids thinking cats are bad be like no mom I want a puppy I don't want a kitten kittens are bad. And that this is where I see this misconception or this cliche misconception. Now, Chase is locked up in, I guess, the dog penitentiary or whatever. I, I call it. I call it the pound. We call this the pound, obviously. But he, he's locked up in the pound, and he f- loses his sense of uh, loses his sense of self purpose, or loses his sense of self worth. Uh, I believe it's like a day or two later, you know, he's watching these people pass by and nobody's wanting to adopt him. Then Ryder comes along and uh, adopts him as his first pup. That's why, of course, that's why Chase has the number one on his uniform. For those of you that do not know, Chase is the first pup to be adopted. Therefore, his uniform says number one. I think, no, no, number two. Ryder is number one because he's the leader. Chase Chase is O2 I think. Yeah, he's O2. He's O unit O2 because he's the first pup to be adopted. It's the second member of the Paw Patrol, the first pup to be adopted. Then goes Marshall. And then I don't know what other way it goes. Is it Is it Rubble next? Rocky next? Zuma maybe? I I, I don't know. I don't I don't remember the order anymore. Uh, somebody please comment down below. Yes, a lot of you are going to be like, oh, he's not a real fan. He doesn't remember the order of the pups. <laughs> yes, somebody comment down below what the order of the pups are, what the order of the pups is. Somebody remind me. And please put their caller number down in the comment below, in the comment section below, wherever you hear this episode. Because I'll, I'll get notifications wherever these episodes get posted because it'll come right to my email. But please uh, just notify me what the order of the pups, what the order of the pups is and what their caller number is, because uh, that'll help me a lot. Because I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's Rubble next, Rocky next or Zuma next or if it's Sky next. I, I don't know. I don't remember. the. I don't remember the order. I only remember. um I only remember Chase being the first pup, being the second member, and then the third member being Marshall, being the second pup to be adopted. It goes by the order of the pups adopted, for those of you that do not know. Uh, It goes by who was adopted, when, and 
who was adopted first, second, third, fourth. Like it, it, the numbers tell you the adoption, the adoption number. So the Chase's num caller number is one because he was no is two because he was he's the second member of the Paw Patrol, the first pup to be adopted. Then you have Marshall, who's the second me- who is the second member of the Paw Patrol, but his doesn't say O two, his says O three. Because, yeah, he is the third member of the Paw Patrol. The first member is Ryder. Then you have the second member as Chase, the third member as Marshall. But Marshall is the second pup to be adopted. So it doesn't go by pup numbers, as weird as this sounds. But it just, uh, the numbers go by the member number. It goes by the member rank. Or as we call it, that's what we fans call it, the member rank of the Paw Patrol. So... Yeah, that, that's that's how it works. That's how it really works. To those of you adult, to those of you older adults, older than me, that are going, "What the hell is he talking about right now?" <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. The numbers go by the membership rank in the Paw Patrol. So, for like I said, for example, Chase being number two because he's the first pup to pup uh, to be adopted, but he's the second member because Ryder is at the top of the rank. So it goes. It goes from. Rider all the way down to the last pup adopted. So, of course, you have the last member of the Paw Patrol, but you have what pup, you also have what pup's been adopted when and why as well, which you don't really get why they were adopted. And no one ever knew why Chase was ever adopted or how his adoption story progressed, which we, which I do thank Paramount for giving us that background story. That was a really good idea telling us what his story actually was. And I love how his story progressed through the movie. Like you could see his sense of self-worth growing as the movie progressed. Now, like I said, the one bad thing that tipped me off in the movie, what, and that was the D that was the bad side of being the deal breaker was Kim Kardashian. And what, and like I said, in the, in the previous segment, uh, her acting was not all that great. Like it was as if she was just reading it off the card. Like she had no pat. She literally had no passion with her acting role at all. You could tell it was literally no passion at all whatsoever for that for that role that she took. Had she had a little bit more passion for that role, then the Paw Patrol movie would have been that much more engaging and that much better um likewise we will now go ahead and move on over to the next segment and i'll see you guys over do not forget to check out my book 2105 benediction Currently available on Tuesday, August 24th, 2021. Order your copy today on Amazon.
Now, I want to talk about the animation of the movie. Uh, the animation of the movie was very, very unique. I really, really enjoyed the art style, the way that they redrew the way that they redrew the pups out. Like, I honestly think the movie version of the pups looks a lot better than the television series of the pups. To be honest, I think Nickelodeon's version is kind of like it's kind of a little bit dug out, a little bit, a little, a little bit where Paramount kind of like threw it and turned it into an actual like masterpiece. I thought it was really cool uh, the way that they decided to draw the pups out and reanimate them. And, I, and you know, I thought it was really cool. And I also like the fact that they kept the original actors, you know, the, the original actor hearing the original actors voices from the Nickelodeon television show absolutely outstanding it was like comforting in a way because i was i was the minute i heard kim kardashian's voice i felt it was going to be dreadful but once i heard the uh the comforting sound of the original actors in the movie playing the playing all the pups and playing writer it hit home i was like these voices are comforting <laughs> i was like at least they kept the the main the original main cast from uh the nickelodeon series but uh, you notice how the series has progressed over time. We're on what? Our ninth season? Almost our tenth season now? It's been going on for quite some time. Uh, the television series has gained so much momentum over the course of the years. Uh, beginning in 2011, no one really heard about it too much. And then all the way now to 2021... We, we, us fans have got to look back. It's been going on since I was a kid, 2011, and it was still new. Believe it or not, it was still new then, so no one really heard anything about it at the time. And then it just slowly, like, just gained momentum. It was almost, it was, it was like the whole Spyro the Dragon shindig when Spyro the Dragon got released. And I did, I did. This is from research, not, no, I'm from experience. I'm not that old. But it's like the whole Spyro the Dragon thing where when the game and, and Ratchet and Clank, believe it or not, when the games came out, nobody really knew much about these games. And then as people started to play these games or started to purchase these games and started to realize how good these games actually were, more the more and more people were told about these games. And eventually the mo the, the eventually the purchases and sales started to rank up and up and up and up. And literally from then to now, and then all the way, looking all the way to now, they are now the most popular games ever played. The fan bases are huge for these things. And it's unbelievable how that worked out for Paw Patrol and itself, for this TV series alone, where over the years, you've had not very many people knowing about it, not very many kids hearing about it, and then more and more discovery as things started to go along the more kids that discovered the show the more and the more adults like myself that discover the show the bigger the fan base the bigger the franchise the the, the easier it was to advertise for this franchise the easier it was to merchandise for this franchise because Nickelodeon and Spin Master came together and started getting all this funding from us from us fans they were making money off of us fans but and that, but this wasn't the case before. 
This wasn't the case before. They weren't really making many, much money off of it, and they were going to cut funding for the show in 2013, and because they thought it wasn't going to make, it wasn't going to go any farther than season four. Well, just like My Little Pony, which this podcast is not about, it gained momentum over time. Think about it. My Little Pony went for nine seasons. Friendship is Magic went for nine seasons. We went for 10, almost 10 seasons now. And we're still looking forward to more seasons. More and more and more seasons are still to come for the next near future. So if we can continue to build momentum, we probably might get, what, 12, 13 seasons out of this? Maybe 15 seasons? Who knows? We could... That's that's the momentum. We could get 12, 13, 14, maybe 15 seasons before this show is over. You know, it, it could go on for nearly forever. It could end up like One Piece with hundreds upon hundreds of episodes. We don't know. We don't know when it's going to end. They haven't announced it yet. And I also loved how Nickelodeon fought back against the hate, against the liberal hate that was going on against the show all because all because of Chase. People didn't like how Trace portrayed police because he wasn't being honest about police. When I've met quite a few officers, there are some real nice police officers out there. To those of you that do not know. So he portrays some police officers in real life that are actually really nice people. You know, not all officers want to make an arrest. You know, but if it, if it comes down to it, they'll have to, they have a job to do too. So, you know, they, they don't like using their weapon. Not all of them like using their weapons. Not all of them like beating, like you having to use their nightstick to get somebody off of them during a raid, you know, like, like the raid at the Capitol. Like no, nobody wants, nobody wants to, uh, nobody wants to be able to hand, have to deal with all that. Like they not, they, not all of them are like that. You know, and that's what Chase is trying to portray in his role is not not every police officer is as bad or as bad as they seem. A lot of them are in it because they care. And that's the thing about Chase is he's in the role in the police off in the police pup role or the police officer role because he cares. You know, and that's what he portrays. And that's the one thing that the liberals hated the most was the fact that he portrayed the good side of the police department. The good side, where there are police officers that actually care. Some, I hate to say it, there are some that don't really care all that much, but there are plenty out there that probably do. And that's what Chase is trying to portray. He's portraying the officers that actually give a fuck. Excuse my French, but it's kind of true. He's portraying the ones that actually care about their community, Ones that actually care about the people within their community. You know, he, he's portraying that. And that's good. You know, that's what that's what we need more of in this world. This world, I hate to say it, is full of crazy people. And more crazy people than normal. But that's the role he's portraying. And that's why I'm glad Nickelodeon fought back the day that... Uh, the liberals tried to go after the TV she, t- the TV series, and I'm glad. And, and 
as one of the proud fans of this TV series, I am glad that Nickelodeon stood up and fought back and basically said, look, enough is enough. We can't have this anymore. This is our show. This is what our fans want. We are going to stand up for our fans. You know, and a lot of people see it through Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network falls under pressure. They crack under pressure a lot, especially now. You know, they aired um, they aired a you know what movement advertisement on the TV one day because they were peer pressured into doing it, not by their own company, but they fell into fear for not doing it. Where Nickelodeon didn't do it. You see what I'm saying? And that's Nickelodeon didn't do it because they didn't want to get involved with it. You know, they they don't want to be involved with it. You know, nothing wrong with having a voice, nothing wrong with saying something. But there's a time and a place for saying anything. That's why there's a lot of people that choose to stay out of these incidences, like myself. Okay, I don't support either movement because I don't want to get involved with it. Just like Nickelodeon, I don't want to be I don't want to be pressed in to something that I don't want to be pressed into. You know, it's not fair to anybody. And it's like if you don't say nothing, you're the enemy. But if you do say something, you're the enemy. You know, it, it's not you're under so much fear that it's ridiculous. But I am glad Nickelodeon stood up and said something way back when when it happened because we wouldn't have we wouldn't have the movie today. The movie would not exist today had it not been for Nickelodeon standing up and saying enough is enough. You know, but anyway, I forgot what I was talking about after that. Oops, (laughs) I forgot what I was talking about after that. Not good. I forgot what I was talking about. Oop. (laughs) Yes, that's insane. But yeah, Chase portrays a role of the police force that actually cares. He really does. And that's the one thing I like about about his character as well as... and, And then those that voice act him, they do a damn good job at voice acting him. They really do. And they really do a good job. Everyone who voice acts in Nickelodeon's Paw Patrol does an amazing job with piecing it together, giving us a great story to follow, giving us great adventures that we would never see on any other show. These are a lot of these. And uh, and what hit me so hard about it is a lot of these are actual life lessons, you know, that kids do need to learn. You know, and not very many of us learned these things at a young age. So I'm glad this show exists. A lot of us are, you know. But do note that if it does come to an end, it will be a sad ending. But a show can only go so far, you know, and before they either run out of ideas or they run out of funding. You know, for example, I'm going to give a really, really good example. Sonic X was not all that popular 
it was just a Saturday morning show that everybody liked watching. I was a huge Sonic fan, and it was because of that show that I became a Sonic fan. But not, not a lot of people watched it, and it only lasted for, I think, maybe five seasons. That was as far as it went. And then it soon after the end of Vortex, it died off. The show ended up dying after Vortex ended. Yeah, you can watch it on Tubi TV now or on your streaming platforms now, but it's not the same. It wasn't to me. It just wasn't the same as watch getting up on Saturday morning at eight o'clock sharp every day just to put it on the TV and watch it eat while eating my breakfast cereal or my pop tarts. You know, <laughs> it's not that it, it just to me, it just wasn't the same. And I get a lot of people that ask me, what's a Saturday morning cartoon? Saturday, it's, 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 you know, the death of Saturday morning cartoons was because really because of a combination of the cable networks and streaming platforms later on. Streaming platforms are now becoming the death of cable networks. You know, like free, like free apps like Pluto TV, Tubi TV, Crackle even, you know, apps like this are also becoming the death of cable, which is to me kind of a good thing. Because cable is ridiculously expensive. It is outrageous how much it is for direct TV nowadays or how much it is for Dish Network nowadays. It is ridiculous. You know, it is absolutely ridiculous. But, but like I said, all good things do end up coming to an end at one point or another. It's just, it's just really a matter of being prepared for it. Is really all that matters. But yeah, topping it all off and finishing every and finishing it off, the animation was fluid. It was absolutely gorgeous, in fact. Like I don't know how to describe how awesome the animation was with this movie. It was literally that much better than watching a Pixar film. And the funny thing about it was even video that's like there are video games today like for example Ratchet and Clank I play that on the PS3 still yes haha I still have a mediocre PS3 planning to get a PS4 soon but it was as if I was watching it on yeah basically high level PS4 graphics that was how good it was it was unbelievable it's in like four. I mean, think about it. Four K, and we got. We literally have eight K coming out soon. So imagine how much farther the animation. If they ever come out with another Paw Patrol movie, imagine if they put it in eight K because this was four K. So imagine putting it in eight K, and what eight K is going to look like. Can you see it in your heads? Anybody listening? Can y'all see that in your heads? It would look like the most stunning thing you'll ever see. You know, it's unbelievable. They're even coming out with 16K soon, too. 16K. That's coming out in, like, what? Another 10 years from now? We're going to have 16K in another 10 years. Imagine what that's going to look like, too. Think about 8K, but double that. You know, where you get the 16 from. Unbelievable. 
it's like it's like working an SD card. We had four gigabytes, then eight gigabytes, then sixteen gigs, thirty-two. Now we're on like what a terabyte? We're, we're on terabytes now. We've gone from gig, we've gone from megabytes to gigabytes to terabytes. You know, it's unbelievable how far technology is progressing and how much farther it could progress. You know, just to think about think about how far we've come in tech technology wise. A lot of us have even seen it too. We've gone so far in technology, we've gone back in time. We've had we got I Walmart the other day. I saw a Bluetooth a, a Bluetooth CD player. Yes, a Bluetooth CD player for $30. I saw and this was a, a CD player slash MP3 player, mind you. This was like a combo thing. And I'm looking at it all confused, like, what is that? And then I see a cassette player. And a lot of us wonder who uses cassettes anymore. That's like asking me who still plays PS3 anymore. You know what I mean? That, that's like the same question. There are a lot of people that still have like cassettes, CDs, because you want to have a tangible piece of music. And I totally understand. Yes, you older generations, I totally understand. You want a tangible piece of that music. There are still some people today that listen to vinyl records. Believe it or not, that's still a thing now too. Me, I'm just more of an MP3 player kind of dude because of the compactability and portability. That's just really it. Sometimes I'll just carry my phone around and just stream it on Amazon Music. I don't really care where I get my music from. As long as I got music, that's just the kind of guy I am. I don't ever judge people unless they judge me first. Like if they think they got the nerve to judge me first, then I'm going to judge them. That's just how I roll. So you don't judge me. I don't judge you. We'll get along just fine. That's just how the world works. But likewise, it is absolutely amazing how far technology has come. But can we imagine together how much farther it will progress? Just Imagine it with me uh, throughout the course of this podcast. How much farther can we go with technology in the next coming era? You know what I mean? In the next generations and in the next era. You know, we've got 4K. We're going to have 8K in the next five years. We're going to have 16K in the next 10 years. It's going to be unbelievable. Eventually... Eventually, the theaters are going to have to get new projectors and new screens. Eventually, I wonder how often that that occurs too. You know, but think about it. I don't think Paw Patrol is going to make it that far. I mean, I who knows it might, but if it does, and we get a second movie on the big screen like we did this past year, I cannot wait to see it in 8K or 16K. Like, I'm looking forward to all of this. Yeah, and I know a lot of you, especially adult fans, are looking forward to it as well. I think, other than Kim Kardashian, I think Paramount did an excellent job. No, scratch that. The best job ever with working with this movie. And I can't wait to see where where the fandom progresses now with the release of this movie. And I can't wait to see how many new fans we obtain just from this movie alone.
Alrighty, guys. I want to thank you guys so much for popping into this episode. It has been awesome. I am so glad to be back after this long hiatus of, what was it, July, going into August, two months, like one and a half months. I want to apologize for not getting an episode out on July because I was very busy July. We were just ending busy season at work, and it was, I'll be honest, here in Florida, it's been getting hot. (laughs) Like uh, yesterday, no, today actually, of the, it is uh, Saturday, August 21st at 9.22 is when I'm recording this episode. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I have a watch on me. That's how I'm able to keep time. But Saturday, August 21st, with the recording day for this episode, it was 102 degrees today in Florida. It was, it, I think it was like 98 as the, as the median temperature which is the original temperature. The median temperature was 98 degrees today, but it felt like 103 degrees. It was so humid outside today. And I'm surprised it did not rain today where I'm where I'm at here at the studio. I'm surprised it didn't rain, but it was unbelievably hot outside today. So I hope you guys are keeping cool. Those of you that are back in school as well, you kiddos that are just back going back to school, uh, and start and get ready to start school. Please, please, please carry a bunch of water with you. Uh, I used, I used, I used to when I was in high school. Our school was just an outside patio. It was just an outside patio, and you'd have to walk through it to get to class to class from class to class. If you're in a school like that, please, please, please carry a crap load of water with you. You are going to need it. If you have to, put some Kool Aid Mio in it. That's what I do sometimes. But um, but please, please, please carry a bunch of water with you. That is my best advice. If you ever want something a little bit zippier than water, I would advise drinking fruit-flavored soda water. Some Between you and me, I like to put Sprite in my soda water sometimes. That's okay. Just a smidge. That's totally fine. Just to make it go down easier. I don't drink mine straight up either. <laughs> I'm a picky little kid just like some of you. But please, please, please just stay hydrated. Stay in the shade. When you're at recess as well, like get in the shade as often as you can to rehydrate. It is you may think, oh, recess is only 15 to 30 minutes. Well, that 15 and 30 minutes could be a brutal 15 and 30 minutes. Believe me, I work in a restaurant, so the kitchen has no insulation at all whatsoever. So the heat get literally gets trapped inside the kitchen. And then when you turn on all the gas flames from the pilot you turn on you turn on the gas flat top you turn the gas on or the pilot on and the fryers when all the when they have a rate of rise so when it gets to 375 275 uh 400 i think yeah yeah the ovens are on 400 the the um i think the six burner is on i think maybe 375 the flat tops 375 and then the and then the fryers are at 275 but it's all on one line it's all on one cook line up against the wall so when all of that is on connected to the gas line when all that's on combined the temperature is so much worse like i could walk outside and in the heat i could feel a 30 degree difference that's how hot it gets in that kitchen so just like some schools, the heat gets trapped. Oh, I'm a little too close to the mic. 
The heat gets trapped inside the roof, the metal roofing. So even with AC on, when there's a bunch of bodies in the classroom, it's going to get hot. Okay. So please, I beg you kiddos that are listening to this episode. I I don't care how old you are. Please, please, please just stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water. If my best advice, if you don't like the taste of water, you can add some fruit to it. Maybe you can take some fruit with you to school and add that to it. Ask them, hey, you got any fruit I can take? Like, like for example, if you get an orange at school, you can squirt some of that juice in your water. I, I used to do it that way, too. Um, if you want something a little zippier than water, I would advise saving the sodas for like a late for like a nighttime thing. Maybe like you can have one right before bed or right at dinner time. It doesn't when mommy and daddy will let you. It doesn't matter. But I would save it for later in the day, like maybe like the six, seven o'clock hour when you're home eating dinner. But if I want something in the middle of the day that's zippier than water, I will drink soda water. It's basically just club soda, but you can get them in assorted flavors. Uh, Get used to that, too, because that will also help with staying hydrated. I like drinking cotton candy flavored soda water or kiwi kiwi strawberry flavored soda water. You can pick these up at Walmart, at any Walmart or convenience store. Um, I do recommend my top tier that I recommend is bubbly. They are the best. I love those things. So parents, if you're looking for a soda water to give your kid or a soda water for yourself, even bubblies are the shit. (laughs) They are amazing. They are amazing. So uh, if you're looking for something a little zippier than water, I recommend picking up, picking up the bubbly. I have my favorites are strawberry and orange flavor mango. It's for those that have an acquired taste for mango. Uh, but my top tiers are strawberry and orange, and those will give you a nice fruity zip to your water. My favorite thing to do with soda water is to add it to my Kool-Aid and give it and give my Kool-Aid a nice little fizz. You know what I mean? Something like that. I'll do that sometimes as a, as a nice little treat for myself. But other than that, just kiddos, please, please, please stay hydrated out there. It is hot and a lot and lots of parts of the U.S., uh, especially the middle, the middle and the middle and West Coast, uh, the middle, the mid USA and West Coast, it is really, really brutal. Okay, especially those that are here in Florida, we're surrounded by water, so it's going to be hot and humid. It is horrible. Um, in Mississippi, where I used to grow up, it used to get to 115 degrees at certain days. I would rather be there because it's hot and dry. It is hot and dry there, not hot and humid. So you're not really going to feel the heat unless you're outside for a long period of time. Here in Florida, the heat, instant. The heat is instant because you're walking out in humidity as well. Like, I can't even bear wearing shorts in the kitchen. It's so hot and humid. But uh, like I advise, just please stay hydrated. Please go into the shade as frequent as you can during your 15, 30-minute recess time. It's not hard. Trust me. It's not going to kill you, but the heat will kill you. The heat will kill you, but the uh, the shade won't. It'll cool you off for a few minutes or for like a minute or two, and then you can go back to playing. Plus, those of you that get sunburned real easy, it'll help with that uh, and making sure you stay sunscreened as well because when I get, when I get sunburned, I break out in shingles on the back of my neck, and that's not fun. 
I lather up every time I go to the beach, every time I'm going out for a long walk. I always make sure I carry, I lather up with and carry sunscreen on me all the time just to make sure that I am well protected from the sun. But um, just make sure you stay hydrated and make sure you take good care of yourselves. Um, fruit, you know, fruit helps too. You know, just eating fruit for snack as well helps you with rehydration as well. Just stay hydrated. Stay cool out there. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll see you guys next month. Have a great month.